something I tell my clients all the time is that they should be getting on podcasts. It's a great way to meet more people who are in your audience and get your name out there. But how do you do that? Where do you start? I found Angie Trueblood on her podcast and I invited her to come and talk about all of that with me. And I'm really excited about this episode that I recorded with my cold voice back to my regular voice next week. So let's jump into this week's episode of the Biz Podcast. Welcome to the Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Angie. Yes, I am super excited to be here. I think we're going to have a fun time. I think so too. So let's start out by having you tell everybody who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am a podcast visibility strategist. And what that means is myself and my team work with clients in a one-on-one capacity to help them land podcast interviews in front of relevant audiences so that they can really grow their business and achieve some growth goals. So we increase their visibility as a way for them to meet some of the goals that they have for their business. Amazing. And I wanted to have you on the show because I know a lot of my clients are starting to get into that space where they're like, oh, maybe I would like to be on some podcasts, but they don't know where to start. They're not sure anybody would be interested in having them. And so I thought this would be the perfect conversation to have just around that starting place. Like, how do I start feeling ready? And what do I even do about it once I'm ready? Yeah, a lot of that feeling ready is what keeps people from taking a first step. I mean, once you kind of decide that you're ready for it, the next steps are pretty tactical and they just involve a little planning and doing sort of some you know, deep work into the topics that you're going to pitch and stuff like that. But I would say most of the folks that come to us, especially, so we have a group program where I teach people how to pitch themselves called Go Pitch Yourself. But many of the folks before they enroll in it, one of the big questions is, am I expert enough? And my answer to that is you are always expert enough in whatever field it is that you do compared to someone else, right? So am I an expert podcast pitcher compared to some giant media company? I don't know, maybe not. You know, maybe I'm not an expert relative to them, but I'm definitely an expert at podcast pitching relative to a lot of folks in a general business space. And so that's who you need to show up in front of, the people who you do have some level of expertise relative to their level of expertise. Yeah. And we all have so much more expertise than most of us are ready to admit that we have. I did a podcast earlier in season two about who's going to give you permission, right? It's like you Mm -hmm. think somebody needs to tell you you're ready enough, but really you just have to be like, you know what? I know my stuff. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It really is a decision. I am ready enough and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other to put myself out there. I will say along those same lines, those of us who are in more of a service provider space We have a really hard time owning that expertise because often the work that we do comes so easily to us that we don't see the value in what we do, whereas other people are dying to know the ins and outs of what we do. And I've learned that over the years, just even in doing trainings in front of other groups, the aha moments that people have, for me, I'm like, oh, 
you guys didn't know that, you know? And so I think we also have to recognize that we just don't see the value in what we do because we're so in it. For sure. That happens constantly, right? When you do things all the time, you forget how you learned it and what background got you there. But the other stuff is that a lot of what you teach doesn't have to be complicated. So when you feel like you're teaching something easy, it's almost like you think, well, then it's not a big deal, but it's almost better when it's easy. If they didn't know it and now they know it, beauty. Yeah. Well, the other thing is really you can take that. So there's a lot of different topics that you'll kind of want to have ready when you start pitching yourself. And the how-to is a really easy topic for most of us to develop. But if you want to sort of elevate yourself to more of that expert level or that expert authority, having some conversations around the strategy of why you do what you do really does kind of cement you as an expert or an authority in the field because you've transitioned from out of the doing into being able to describe the why, the impact that what you do can have. And it's just a bit of a shift in what folks might normally expect from someone that's a service provider, for instance. Right. So we've talked about a couple things. The first thing is we know that almost anybody who's listening is expert enough to be on some podcast. Exactly. Yes. And then you want to have a bit of a plan. And another thing you said when you first introduced yourself is that what you help people do is make sure they're getting on like the right podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of different approaches in the world of podcast pitching. One that I've seen more often recently is more of the spray and pray approach where you just pitch the same pitch far and wide. It's like throwing spaghetti up against a wall and whatever shakes out, you call it a win. What I find with, I primarily work with women. Most of us are very busy, both in work and in life in general. And we don't have time to show up on podcasts that are so far out of the realm of catering to our ideal audience. So we really need to be intentional with who we're pitching our clients to and who we are getting them in front of. Same with me. When I pitch myself, because I still do that, I make sure it's in front of audiences that might be ready to hire me in some capacity for helping them get on podcasts. So that's the important part is to make sure that you understand the audience's that you're pitching to, that you're pitching to get in front of, making sure that they are in a sphere to where they might be at least remotely interested in hiring you, getting to know you better, following you, something along those lines. Yeah. Well, and I was telling you before we started recording that I get a lot of pitches for my podcast and they tend to be really, they clearly are just somebody who like, sprayed out to everybody, right? Like we think we would be a perfect fit. I'm like, what you're proposing has nothing to do with anything I talk about. Like you're just like anybody. So no. And then I don't, I don't even (laughs) reply to them, right? Like I don't like it. I was just like, you've sent this to a hundred people. Like I'm not bothering with this. That's not the way to make a connection with somebody I imagine. Well, and I love that that's what you point out. It's not a way to make a connection because at the end of the day, that really is the beauty of showing up and getting interviewed on podcasts. I mean, I feel like just from the pre-talk you and I had before we hit record, I want to stay connected with you. You know, like I want to get to know you better in a professional capacity. And so even if your pitch isn't accepted, it's not necessarily at all a reflection on you or the topic or your expertise. It's just that that wasn't a good fit for that audience. But if the pitch is so sort of boilerplate, 
you don't stand a chance in actually developing a relationship with them. I've gotten to know podcast hosts that I've pitched clients to. They've said no to the clients, but we've gotten to know each other just because the pitch was warm and connected and really placed value on creating a relationship. So even if it's a no, it doesn't mean that's the only outcome that can happen. And that's why I focus so much on making sure the pitches are personalized. And I had a friend of mine tell me once that when she got my pitch, she said, I felt like you had seen me. I felt like you saw what I was doing. I felt seen and I felt heard. And I was like, wow, that's sort of best case scenario. You know, we all need that. (laughs) That's awesome. So that brings me to my next question. Like, how do you find podcasts that have the right audience? Like in the sea of millions of podcasts, where do I start? So you do not start in the search bar on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. <laughs> okay. I was like, no. that's what I've done and it's never worked. <laughs> no, it's like a rabbit hole. So first you really start on a piece of paper or a Google Doc and you brainstorm the types of business owners that your ideal client might be turning to, not for the same type of help that you offer, but for other types of help that they might need at the point when they hire you. So for me, as an example, people come to me because they want to increase their visibility. Well, normally that's because they're adding a course to their offering. They need to really ramp up the size of their email list or they've got a book coming out. So there are all these different tipping points. There are changes that are happening in their business, in their life, to where they need exposure to more people. And then I can think, okay, well... If they're writing a book, who else might they be interested in hearing from? Not to grow their visibility, but help on their book. Well, there's tons of podcasts out there for authors and book marketing and book publishing. So that's a logical place for me to pitch myself to because the people that are listening to those shows are interested in getting that book published and getting more eyes on it, which is where I could come in. So it's really getting clear on who are the other types of business owners that serve your ideal client around the same time that they hire you and finding podcast hosts like that. So for me, if I identify that podcasts that serve authors, I could Google podcasts for authors, or I could then go into Apple podcasts. And then that's when I could search book publishing or book marketing that type of thing. So it's got to be the strategy piece comes first before you start searching, else you're just going to get really in the weeds. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's easy to get in the weeds in a lot of ways, which is when people get overwhelmed and then they just say, never mind, I'm not going to do it. Yep, exactly. There's a million other ways you can search, but the first step really is getting clear on the types of shows that it makes sense for you to be on so that you really are talking to your people. Yeah. So once you send a pitch to these people and you know that you need to make it relatable, you also want to have some topics. Like what are your best suggestions for making sure that it's going to be something worth somebody's time to pay attention to? So obviously look at the podcast that you're pitching, the specific one, and see what types of topics they've had on or what types of guests they've had on recently. You want to make sure you're not repitching the same type of topic. But we always have sort of a bank of topics to choose from. And that's something too that you want to do before you start pitching. Like have a template prepared that has a you know, couple of different topics that would be relevant to your ideal client and to the types of shows that you're reaching out to. 
And then you pick the one that's most relevant to that show and you tweak it and personalize it as much as you can. So if I was reaching out to a podcast for authors, I would clearly state, I know that your audience are interested in publishing books and they really, they want to have something about marketing. I know that when they launch it, they want to get as many eyes on it as possible. And a great way to make that happen is appearing as a guest on podcasts. And then I could go into, I'd love to come on your show and share with your authors how they can grow an email list before their book launches, something like that. So it needs to be really clear and specific to their audience. And then we always include a couple of bullet points that illustrate what that conversation could look like in a little more detail. And that really gives the podcast host an opportunity to kind of paint the picture of what that conversation could be. I'm sure a lot of the pitches that you get might just have like one sentence on some very general topic. And you can't even picture in your head what the two of you would be talking about. Well, I want that host to read that pitch and think, oh, like they're actually picturing the conversation. So those are my tips is to give some level of detail and it needs to be a specific topic, not just, I could talk about anything in the space of book marketing, you know, like. Yeah. So then my next question is, (laughs) how do you get the most out of a podcast episode? Like, does it work to help you build your list? Are you able to like bring people from having heard an interesting conversation into your world? Yeah, absolutely. And that is, again, why I love podcast interviews, because it's like the gift that keeps on giving. I got a message this morning on Instagram from a show that I appeared on back, I think it was January. I heard you on this show. It was such a great interview, blah, blah, blah. So it definitely is something to where as long as you're delivering value, you're in front of the right people, and you are showing up with the intent not to sell, but to really just be an open book and deliver incredible value to the audience, likely they're going to follow you back as long as you clearly explain to them how to follow you back. So there's definitely ways throughout the interview to plant seeds of what you do and what you offer. So the listener can start picturing that like people now probably know that I have a group program and I work one-on-one with clients. And then at the end of the interview, I'm going to share with them how they can connect with me. So there's definitely some shows that come out and my email list shows a big jump, a big spike. And I'm surprised just because we don't have download numbers for other people's shows. So you don't always know how engaged that audience is. But it's interesting over time. What I can see, I looked right before I popped on here and was looking at some of the, we use tracking URLs. So I can see how much traffic I get from different interviews. And you can see it growing over time and you can see the shows that sort of stand out. So yes, short answer, yes. And that was the long answer. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the point being, which is true in sales, it's true in so many of the things that we talk about with business owners all the time is that you want to make an actual invitation. You don't want to just say a lot of interesting things and be like, hope you come find me, but Mm -hmm. say like, here's a reason. Yeah. Well, and that actually ties back to pitching. Because so often you get pitches where people don't actually ask specifically what they want to do, what they want to talk about. So I always reinforce with people, you have to make a pitch. You know, if you're sending an email to someone, don't leave them hanging and wondering what you're actually asking. Same thing at the end of your interviews. Don't leave people having to dig up where they can find you and connect with you. You know, like connect the dots for them. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah, no, all this stuff applies all over the place, right? You want to be specific. Yes. You don't want to talk to everybody, just like you don't want to market to everybody. You don't want to try to send yourself out to everybody. It's all very applicable in a lot of ways. So yeah. that's awesome. Tell us, where can people find out more about you? Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have my own podcast. It's called Go Pitch Yourself. So folks can pop over there and give that a listen. It really is focused on visibility, very specific for the most part to podcasts, but we have a lot of experts that come on and help with some of the ancillary parts of business that will actually help support your getting on podcasts and converting them. So that's the first way everyone can listen. If they are potentially interested in kind of DIYing their own podcast pitching, I have a roadmap for podcast pitching success. So they can download that. It's my framework. And then it does include a couple of common mistakes that people make, but they can find that at angietrueblood.com slash the biz, B-I-Z for you. And if anyone is interested in possibly getting one-on-one support, they can go to my site and actually schedule a discovery call directly from there. That's angietrueblood.com slash services. Yeah. We'll link to all of those in the show notes as well. So people will be able to find you, but yes, you have demonstrated very well how you can give people a reason to come find you. Yeah. And I would just say to your listeners, get out there and do it. I know it's scary the first time. It's like stepping into this unknown world, especially if you don't have your own podcast, but you can stair step through it like one day at a time, you know, first send the pitch. Then at some point you'll get your first yes and you'll have your first recording. It gets so much easier over time. Amazing. Well, I've really enjoyed having you on the show, Angie. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. This is great. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes.